Hello and welcome back to Hitchcock Chronologically, the show where I watch Hitchcock movies in the order they came out. It's a simple premise, and the title clearly states Hitchcock Chronologically. I'm pretty sure, like, the reason I named it that is so if someone scrolling through Apple Podcasts came across a show called Hitchcock Chronologically, it would be self-explanatory as to what that podcast was. So I'm tired of saying it. Anyway, my name's Jeff, and I watch these movies in chronological order, and then I review them. And we're getting into the thick things now. I suspect this could be one of the shortest episodes, mostly because I don't know how much there is to talk about, but at the same time, there's a lot to talk about. But the, the end of the day, this movie's fine. And I think that's where we are now. We are in the fine era of Hitchcock, where he's just making movies, and they're fine. And this is the 39 Steps, um, and it came out in 1935, of course, directed by Alfred Hitchcock, and it stars Robert Donnett, Madeline Carroll. Those are our primary stars, but really, there's just one main character, and that would be Richard Haney, who is, of course, played by Robert Donnett. Uh, this is a, a, a kind of a like the earliest, hmm, I don't know if I want to say that, because the man who knew too much had a formula uh, with the main character there who would essentially be in these tough situations, but his attitude and the way he reacted was always kind of like he had the upper hand, even though he didn't. And that's true here. And it's a it's a trope, I think, that we're going to see in a lot of Hitchcock movies, but that eventually gets perfected in North by Northwest, in my opinion. It's been many moons since I've seen that movie, but that's kind of the best version of this. Uh, our movie starts out in a... What do you want? It's like a show, like... A variety show. Let's call it a variety show. But one of the uh, acts is called Mr. Memory. He is a guy who has every day memorized 50, uh, 50 facts. And so he knows essentially everything because every day he learns 50 new facts. And the whole trick of his gimmick is that he can go into an audience, a room full of people, and they can ask him questions, fact-based questions, and he's able to produce the correct answer. I say fact-based questions because a lot of people here like to waste his time and ask stupid questions like, is my wife cheating on me or whatever? In the crowd is our hero, Mr. Haney. And, uh, you know, and he's watching Mr. Memory. And while this is going down, a shootout occurs and he runs and he's joined uh, by a woman named Annabella who is immediately just kind of puts the moves on him. I want to go home with you. And being a single man, he decides this is a great idea. And he brings her home. And while she's there, she mentions that she's actually the reason that the shootout occurred. She is actually the one who fired the gun uh, as a way to get away from some men who are chasing her. Now, we find out through her that she is like a spy and he doesn't really buy into it. But he buys into it when that night, as they're, they're sleeping in the same house, but in different rooms, she comes in the room and uh, passes the message to him uh, as she's got a knife on her back and she dies on top of him. Uh, before the, uh, this, she said one of the most dangerous people that were after her is this gentleman whose pinky finger is missing past the first knuckle. And that comes into play. So, of course, our 
protagonist is the immediate, he knows, he realizes that this woman died in his house and he's going to be the primary suspect. So now he's got to get out of this apartment. And uh, as he does, he he goes downstairs and outside he sees these two men kind of patrolling the place. So they know he knows that they're after him and he's got to figure a way to get out. And uh, a milkman, if you don't know, back in the day, milk used to just be delivered by the milkman. And I don't, it's a days gone by, you know, in my lifetime, this has never happened. So, but anyway, the milkman comes by. Good morning, sir. You're up right early this morning. Do you use a pound note, brother? What's the catch? I want to borrow your captain coat. Yeah, wait a minute. What's all this? What's the big idea? I want to make a getaway. To a bunk? Yes. What have you been up to? I'll have to trust you. There's been a murder committed up on the first floor. By you? No, no. By those two men out there. I see. Now I suppose they're waiting there as good as gold for a copper to come and arrest them. It's quite true. Listen, they're spies, foreigners. They've murdered a woman in my flat and now they're waiting for me. Oh, come off it. Funny jokes at five o'clock in the morning. All right, all right. I'll tell you the truth. You married? Yes, but don't rub it in. What's the idea now? Well, I'm not, you see. I'm a bachelor. Oh, are you? A married woman lives on the first floor. Does she? Yes, and I've just been paying her a call. And now I want to go home. Well, what's preventing you? Well, one of those men's her brother, the other's her husband. How do you see? Well, why didn't you tell me before, old fella? I only wanted to be told. So we're we're going to notice a trend here with our 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 protagonist that he is a bit uh, he realizes early on <laughs> that he's in such an absurd situation that lies are going to get him further than the truth, and he does this again later on. Um, so our protagonist now, Mister Haney, is on the run. Okay. Uh, He's gone on trains and on this train, he meets a woman named Pamela, who is an intelligent person and she's not treated like crap directly. She kind of does later. But anyway, so she's actually got a brain on her, this Pamela that's in this car. So she notices there's this guy, Mr. Haney, with his pencil mustache running around and the cops are chasing him and he goes into her cabin and as the cops run by, he starts kissing her to hide his face without her permission, right? So, Mr. Haney, right, he's that guy, okay? And so the cops bust in, and they're like, I'm sorry, you two, have you seen a guy running around? And she immediately sells him out. She's like, yeah, I have. He's right here. This is the guy you're looking for. Now, she, of course, knows. He tells her that, hey, I'm actually innocent. But she, like a smart person, doesn't believe him because would you? And he just now forced himself upon you. And so in order to protect herself, she sells him out immediately. So he goes on the run again. He escapes the police. These they're not even police. Okay, All right. Now. Uh, we're meant to think that they are, but they're not police. They're part of the spy people who killed this lady and his apartment. And, uh, you know, so the police aren't really involved at, at this point. He goes on the run again and uh, he finds this old hut where he gets put up for the night. But the police come calling again and he takes the owner of the house's coat with him as he leaves again now we'll come back into play but this house has uh a, it's just a man and a wife and this poor woman is abused by her husband and uh, they like 
it's just, I, I don't, uh, like she tries to help Haney a lot and she gets beat for it. Uh, she gives away his coat and she gets beat for it. This guy sucks. And you don't, and it, you don't ever see him get what's coming to him uh, because he's not really in the story any further than this. Take what you will for that. That this sort of abuse is just kind of present and it's not, I guess he is portrayed as a bad guy. But he never gets what's coming to him, which when you're watching a movie, that's what you want, right? That's what I want. Doesn't happen. Well, one of the things that Annabelle, who's the woman who died in his loft, told him is that she was trying to take a message to this guy who lives on this big house on this hill. So he makes his way there and introduces himself to the guy that lives there, who's supposed to be, uh, who she was supposed to bring some information to. So the whole thing is, is that what's happening is there's this, they keep mentioning the 39 steps, which is the title of the movie. And you're not really sure what they are, but also there's this Intel that they're trying to get out of the country. Um, that would be detrimental. Should it get into the wrong hands? And this is where I get a little confused. I'm not really sure what Annabelle's doing. She's got these people on her. I guess maybe she's going to this house and the impression I got was that she was going to deliver a message. But when we get here, when Mr. Haney gets here, he finds out that this person that runs this house that she was trying to get to is actually the person who had her murdered. He's the guy who's missing his pinky up to his knuckle. So now they both know that each other are not going. I don't know how to explain it, but they both know they're on opposite sides of the same fence. Is that how I... Yes. Well, basically, the old dude who runs this house is like, he sort of in a classic evil monologue way says, hey, yeah, I'm the guy who's trying to get this information out of the country. I'm selling uh, this information to someone, you know, the gay, the, the movie's relatively vague until we get to the very end about what's actually happening. But he's the main bad guy and he shoots our protagonist, Haney. What I don't understand is how Haney ends up at like the police office or somewhere else. I, it, there's another scene that it jumps right to where it explains how he survived being shot. Cigarette cases, yes, but I've never seen it happen to a hymn book before, except on the movies. And this bullet stuck among the hymns, eh? Well, I'm not surprised, Mr. Haney. Some of those hymns are terrible hard to get through. <laughs> Now, I don't know, like, if, okay, so if he got shot in the last scene in this guy's house, he would be down on the floor because the guy would assume he's dead or he would finish the job. But for some reason, somehow, Mr. Haney has made it into another building completely with no explanation, but he survived because he had a hymn book in his pocket that took the bullet. Classic. Right, right out of the movies. Of course, this is a movie. So Pamela, okay, I'm jumping ahead. Haney's on the run again. He goes into like 
another theater place where there's like a poli- a political election panel thing happening and he gets mistaken identity onto the the stage where he gives a speech and it's a rousing speech and everyone loves him but on the sidelines you see Pamela and those two fake cops that have been trying to arrest him Pamela thinks they're the cops so she says that's the guy you want while they're arresting Haney quote unquote, he tells Pamela, hey, you need to get in touch with like the commissioner or someone because someone's trying to get some information out while these fake cops hear that. And they say, well, now Pamela's coming with us under the pretenses that they're just going to have her answer some questions as cops. While they're driving, the car gets stuck and Haney has realized that they are clearly not going to the police station and Pamela's realizes too, but she still thinks they're real cops. Anyway, they handcuff Pamela and Haney together. Haney just runs off with Pamela in tow, dragging her around by her wrist with these handcuffs. Now, these are douche cop level handcuffs. These things are old, big metal braces. They're not like what you you would see today. They look very 1935-ish. And they go on to run and find their way into a hotel. While they're running, though... He keeps trying to tell her, listen, I'm the good guy. Those people were cops. I say, what is the use of all this? Those policemen will get you as soon as it's daylight. They may get me, but they're not policemen. And when did you find that? You found that out yourself. I should never have known that was the wrong road to Inverary. They were taking us to their boss, and God help either you or me if they ever catch us again. I see, sir. Still sticking to your penny novel at five, sir. There are 20 million women in this island, and I've got to be chained to you. Now, look here, listen, once more. I'm telling you the truth. I told it to you once in the train last week. I tried to tell you after the election meeting this evening. I'm telling it to you now for the third time. There's a dangerous conspiracy against this island, and we're the only people who can stop it. Think what you've seen happen right under your very nose. The gallant knight to the rescue. All right. Then I'm just a plain, common murderer who stabbed an innocent, defenseless woman in the back not four days ago. How do you come out over that? I don't know how innocent you may be, but you're a woman and you're defenseless and you're alone on a desolate moor in the dark, manacled to a murderer who'd stop at nothing to get you off his hands. If that's the situation you prefer, have it, my lovely, and welcome. I'm not afraid of... <laughs> All you know, I may murder a woman a week. Again, he's like, hey, lying's going to get me further than the truth. They make their way to a hotel where they shack up for a bit and um, they actually become friends here because Pamela escapes the cuffs. While Haney is asleep, she's able to contort her hand in a way where she's able to get out of the cuffs. And as she's going downstairs, she sees the two police officers, quote unquote, and is about to shout to them that, hey, the guy's up here. When she overhears them saying that, hey, they got away, we're going to kill them. And basically outlining the rest of the plot, uh, telling, you know, hey, they've got these secrets and everything that Haney said was true. And we need to meet up at this another stage show that's coming up because that's where the information is going to change hands. Right. Okay. now the whole time during this movie, Mr. Haney has a song stuck in his head that he keeps whistling and it annoys Pamela to no end. But anyway, Pamela goes back in the room and she's there in the morning when Mr. Haney wakes up and he explains to her what she heard and they make their way to this play thing. And they're sitting in the audience and Mr. Haney sees in the balcony, the man missing a finger. 
And so they know the information is going to change place here. And while they're sitting in the crowd, he hears that music that got stuck in his head. And he realizes it got stuck in his head from the very first scene where he sees Mr. Memory. Then it clicks for him. He realizes that Mr. Memory, instead of writing down this information that can be taken and stolen, they've forced the bad people have forced Mr. Memory to memorize this intel. And then they're going to use, they're going to transport Mr. Memory out of the country to relay the info to whoever they're trying to get it to. I don't know the logistics of how that's going to work. Like if they're just going to sell them to whoever this information is going to, you don't find out. But uh, so Mr. Memory's on stage doing his usual gimmick of, hey, ask a question, I'll give you the answer. And so I guess he's just habitually programmed. Like you ask him something and if he knows the answer, he's going to say it no matter what. Uh, so <laughs> Mr. Haney says, Hey, what are the 39 steps? Again, the 39 steps has come up over and over again. Well, the 39 steps are a group of spies that get information and ship it overseas. So, okay, fine. That's the 39 steps. When he starts telling this story from the balcony with the man with the pinky, missing he basically john wilkes booth this guy and if you don't know who john wilkes booth is go to history class so he shoots mr haney jumps from the balcony down to the stage a la john wilkes booth and gets captured so now the uber bad guy's captured and mr memory's been shot and the last scene is mr memory sharing the information that he's been asked to memorize now i ought to mention you're about to hear this final scene and you're going to hear music in the background. This is classic. If you remember the man who knew too much, there was a shooting during a concert and they kept playing afterwards. They got the concert going again. Well, you're going to hear music in the background because after John Wilkes Booth jumps from the stage and down and they capture him and Mr. Memory's been shot, they decide the show must go on and they keep the show going once again while the final conversation is taking place. Mr. Memory, what was the secret formula you were taking out of the country? Will it be all right me telling you, sir? It was a big job to learn it, the biggest job I ever tackled. And I don't want to throw it all away. It'll be quite all right. The first feature of the new engine is its greatly increased ratio of compression, represented by R minus 1 over R to the power of gamma. Well, R represents the ratio of compression, and gamma, seen in end elevation, the axis of the two line of cylinder, angle of 65 degrees. Dimensions of cylinders as follows. This device renders the engine completely silent. Am I right, sir? Quite right, old chap. Thank you, Thank you. I'm glad it's off my mind. And that's the 39 steps. So the whole thing was just about... Uh, a, a motor that runs more quiet. I guess if you're battling in war, having an, a silent motor would be great to have. Uh, I don't know what else to say about this movie. It was pretty good. Uh, I think the the main character, Mr. Haney, was uh, charismatic enough. He wasn't too much of a jerk um, to our uh, to Pamela. She was smart and intelligent and did what I would do in that situation. I would tell the cops until I realized the cops were not the cops. 
and then I would back him up. And uh, the the last shot is of them holding hands. Uh, so apparently they're going to be a couple now, and that's how all these movies end. Everyone's a couple. You know, I'm thinking back what the Manix Man and why I like that movie because it doesn't end well for anyone. And generally speaking, I like a happy ending, but that was not a neat and tidy ending, and I don't know that this should have had one. Anyway, well, uh, the conspiracies and the drama and the, uh, what is it? The espionage continues because our next movie is called Secret Agent. It runs for an hour and a half and is currently, as of this recording, on Amazon Prime. So uh, if you do have that service, feel free to watch along and you can email me at hitchcockchronologically at gmail.com with any thoughts about the movie also if you want to speak with me more direct fashion you can click the discord link in the description and that'll take you to the budget arcade discord where i am active uh, i do want to thank you for listening and i'll see you next week for secret agent